Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my name's Stuart Miles and welcome to the Pocalympe Podcast. Paramount Plus, the streaming home of shows like Halo and Star Trek in the US, has announced that it's coming to the UK. But what does that mean for streamers and does it stand a chance in what's already a very crowded market? Pocalympe's Rick Henderson joins me to discuss the announcement. Meanwhile, when he's not talking to me about Paramount+, Plus, Rick has also been talking to Sky about the company's Sky Glass system. Over six months on, how is the service working out? Has it been a success? And what's in store for its customers now the company has made the decision to offer the Sky Stream Puck as a standalone product? And finally, Pocalins Reviews editor Connor Allison has been exercising with a Garmin Vivo Smart 5, the company's answer to the Fitbit Charge 5. It's been a long time coming, so has it been worth the wait? Stay tuned to find out. But first, back to you, Rick. Tell us more about Paramount+. Plus. This is an, a big announcement, really, because a lot of us have been waiting for Paramount+. Plus. For those who don't already know, Paramount+, Plus is perhaps best known in the States for being the home of Star Trek. Mm. And in the interim period between saying that it was eventually going to come to Europe and the UK, um, Paramount pretty much pulled all of Star Trek shows off of other streaming services. So that means Star Trek Discovery, for example, um, was taken off of Netflix. Yeah. And uh, a lot of us over here haven't been able to watch it unless we watched the um, the, the live showing on uh, Pluto TV, which is a very, very obscure little other streaming service. So it's great news for Star Trek fans, but it's also great news for fans of movies, because there's a hell of a back catalogue of Paramount movies that uh, that they'll be adding when the show arrives. Now, the show, the uh, sorry, the Paramount Plus arrives on the twenty second of June, which is not that far away now. So, no. um, so we're going to be treated with all of this content. They say eight thousand plus hours of content. The only thing is, is that considering Netflix is losing subscribers. And we're no longer in a lockdown of any description. Do we really need another streaming service? Or can well, we afford the, another streaming service? I mean, that's the number of questions there all in one, isn't it? That you've, you've almost eradicated the need for me to ask you questions if you're asking <laughs> yourself questions. And let's start back with the beginning. So obviously Star Trek, that's a big that's the big pull here, isn't it? Back catalogues. There's new Star Trek shows coming. Um, I presume we'll see those. We'll obviously get Discover, Discovery, won't we? And and I wonder whether Picard will move across from from Amazon. Yeah, in America, Picard is definitely on Paramount Plus uh, and not on Amazon. Amazon bought the UK rights for certainly the first couple of seasons. I I don't know if it has the rights for the next season, um, or whether Paramount will just bring all of Star Trek under the one roof. Um, essentially, everything else is going to be under Paramount Plus, certainly. And so we'll um, see that that classic move when, like, net, like with Netflix subscribers have, where suddenly their favourite shows suddenly get pulled, moved over all the Marvel stuff, didn't it? For example, like yeah. Punisher and stuff that all got moved back over to Disney, and so you'll get a separate another channel to subscribe to. Um, that's that's the biggest worry I think for most people is because you know if you if with the um, Netflix Disney Plus thing, for example, 
um, suddenly you had people going, well, now I'm going to have to pay. And Netflix put prices up recently as well. So now I'm going to have to pay almost £20 a month just to have um, the, the same shows that I was only paying for once. Mm. Um, so, and Paramount Plus, it's going to be £6.99 as a standalone service in the UK or £69.90 per annum. Um, but there is actually good news if you're a Sky customer. Cool. Okay. In the fact that it's going to be integrated into the Sky experience, much like Netflix is and Apple TV Plus. Um, but it's also going to be a free service if you already subscribe to Sky Cinema on Sky Q. So, that actually kind of takes away some of that pain, I think, certainly if you're already a Sky customer. Other paid TV subscribers or or free TV uh, customers obviously will have to look at having to pay a monthly subscription for the app. And I suppose that comes through because there's probably quite a lot of movies within the Paramount Plus family, and that's sort of perhaps why they've done it that way rather than just sort of bolting on Star Trek. Yeah, certainly. In fact, I had a look at some of the catalogue of movies that are available in the US on Paramount Plus, and a hell of a lot of them are already available on Sky Cinema. So uh, there was obviously a content deal there, or an existing content deal, and they've expanded upon that. Um, I don't know exactly how much the Sky deal will will, um, encompass, but it seems that you will get everything. Uh, which is pretty good, including Halo series, which I have still not watched because obviously it hasn't been available in the UK whatsoever. Now, this is Halo, just for those that have been living under a rock. This is Halo, the Xbox game, now as a TV show. And presumably following by Steven Spielberg. So it's apparently it's excellent. It's big budget stuff it's already been commissioned for a second season but we haven't had the first season at all in the uk um nobody picked it up because obviously paramount plus was going to launch so um so that will probably be my first port of call on 22nd of june still to come connor gives us his verdict on the garmin vivo smart 5 fitness tracker in a fitness tracker they're not things that we were seeing you know, five years ago. So it has moved on, but I think it's it's relatively slow progress. And as I say, we're seeing, you know, 30, 40 pound trackers from the likes of Xiaomi now. You know, really, they've, pro- they've really undercut that market. So I think it's, you know, for 130 pounds for $149, it's, it is a lot, but also I think a lot of the time it is getting into that ecosystem. The same with Fitbit, it's very intuitive. Skyglass launched in 2021 with huge fanfare and pitched as the next big thing for Sky customers. Now, six months later, how is the service getting on and are customers enjoying a life without the dish? Pocalint's Rick Henderson sat down with Fraser Sterling, the global chief product officer at Comcast, the parent company of Sky, to find out more. Rick started by asking him whether Skyglass had met the company's expectations so far. Definitely is the answer. I think in terms of, so there's like lots of different ways you can measure that. So first, I think um, in terms of like how we how we want people to enjoy their entertainment experience, I think that's that's te- I suppose that's my that's the bit that I'm most interested in. Are like people enjoying the experience? Are they are they getting to content uh, they didn't know that they loved yet? Are they like able to get like loads of good recommendations? Are they allowed to like un- do they get to understand like like the the experience and how that is aggregating all the great stuff? Definitely. So we see more engagement across the board and loads of different parts of the the UI and the UX, and we see loads more engagement in all the different types of apps and content in there. 
um, like in, in, and, and also in new areas like music um, and, and the fitness section. So we're seeing a great level of engagement drive overall. We also see really solid enga- like engagement uh, and in really, really important areas like live TV. People love live TV. You know, it's only live once and all that. So like people love that, uh, love that part of the experience still. And it's really, really important because we've made that um, central to the you know, content throughout uh, all the different sections in there. So people are still getting stuck in and enjoying that. And then new features like restart, right? So, you know, we've got now over sort of over an approach in sort of 10% of the tunes overall on the platform are from are from restarts. So that's where people come in halfway through a thing, sport event, movie or whatever, and they can go straight back to the beginning and watch it from the beginning. So there's a lot of new stuff that we've made as well that, that people are engaging with, as well as in some places, even better than even better than we'd hoped. So I think overall, I am and I think as a company, we're super chuffed with how it's going. And the really, really exciting thing, mate, to be honest, is like we're just getting started. You know, we're, we're, we're shipping, you know, lots and lots of software and features and fixes every day. And you know, we do major releases every month. So, uh, yeah, we're just, just, we're just getting started. Have you seen many people swap from Sky Q to Sky Glass? Because yeah. it's such a different proposition. Yes, there is different, but different isn't always bad, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, no, definitely, yeah, we see loads of like loads of Sky customers, new new customers, new customers to Sky and existing customers um, that we've got get get into, into Sky Glass. I think that people, people like it's in a way that is a new proposition, but it's like even more simple. I think that at Sky, one of the things that we do really, really well is we take like loads of complex technology and we make it accessible for people, both in terms of pricing and packaging, but also in terms of like just making it easy. So having a, a single remote and a single cable that plugs the power in and that's all you need. Like that's that's like th- that that definitely, you know, chimes with all customers, you know, especially like my dad. If I speak to my dad, that's his favourite bit. He's just like, oh, yeah, man, I don't have to like have all these remotes hiding down the couch. <laughs> it's got the one and it does everything I need. Uh, does it also help that it's an all-in-one system with speaker, yeah. package, everything? Yeah, people love that as well. By the way, that's the the main that the, the I suppose if you were to say what what part am I most am I most personally happy about is like the feedback we've received, qualitative feedback and quantitative feedback on the quality of the sound and picture. Um, but the sound, I'm a bit of an audio guy, so to hear people being so excited about how good the sound is for music and movies and sports and stuff like that that's uh, that's my sort of personal pet 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 favorite part i suppose is that a, 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 i've often seen that or often heard people sort of talk about video quality and picture quality but they often yeah. forget the sound yeah. um, do you think a decent sound system is essential for a, a viewing experience 100 percent. so let me i'll tell you a wee cheeky story so uh my um this is my second time at Sky. First time I was at Sky um, years ago, we um, I was heavily involved with high definition at the time. So there's a, a group of us, a substantial group of us that were making things, you know, as in like we had to, all right, that, oh, that doesn't exist. We're going to have to go and make that, like surround sound for sport. Yes, how, how do we yeah. go as a production and stuff? So we did this really exciting, or sorry, really interesting experiment where um, we showed standard definition pictures with 5.1 sound and high definition picture, high definition pictures with stereo sound. And you know, six people out of ten thought the SD was the HD because of the sound. So like, oh, excellent. That is the experience, right? It's not just pictures. And the 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 truth of it is, as as TVs have got thinner and thinner and thinner, it's like the 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 speakers within that in those televisions are actually like in some cases literally made from paper. And so that's why when you go from like 60 volume to 100 volume on your 
on some some tellies that you have, you don't hear any difference because it's it's maxed out. So being able to offer that part, like great great pictures deserve great sound. That is an ex- experience. Like I said before, we're not we're not in, really in the TV business as such. We're in the experience business. So everything in that product is there to to enhance that. Uh, Sky recently announced that the Sky Stream Puck yeah. will be a standalone product later this year. And yes. also a rival has also announced its IPTV service right. recently. Um, is this the beginning of a new future for paid TV or is it a complimentary future? Well, I mean, I, I can, I, I always can, I always can talk, talk about what, what we're about, you know, cause um, we're really focused on like that. And I, th- I don't know whether we see that as necessarily a new future, but it's more, it's definitely, there's a lot of parts of the experience within Sky Glass, as in the UI and the UX. Like when you take the the, the Skystream like puck device, the whole experience you get all the aggregation, cloud DVR, playlists, things from apps, all of the great features and voice and all the good stuff that is in there as well, right? All of that great experience is in there. So we see that as a total revolution, you know, as we've talked about in some of those features, but also like as a core part of our evolution, which again is going back to making things easy, right? So if I can get something like a, that, the, the Skystream device, right? I could take it home, I plug in the power, I connect it to my Wi-Fi, I'm watching TV in two minutes. So that that for us is an evolution, the next most logical step for us on, on like really making things easy for customers. Was there a technical reason why Skystream Puck couldn't be launched at the same time as a standalone product as Sky Glass? No, 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 I think no, no, no technical issues or technical things behind that. I think uh, we we really, really, we really see the value as do customers in that in that all in one entertainment system. Right. So and we, we can see that from all the people that have taken it and are really, really loving it um, and people will continue to do that. And I think that. Um, this is just really coming at the market to allow even more breadth of people that can take this great product. Yeah, you know. So I think uh, there's no no technical reason at all, but definitely we were really really trying to focus on um, the key messages in that group of people that are really going to love the love love glass the device with the, all the integrated entertainment sort of features. You said that um, that it's regularly receiving fixes, but also makes massive updates yeah. on a monthly basis. Where do you see Skyglass and the Stream Puck going, developing, as we as we progress? So we we really 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 talk about it being an entertainment platform, um, and entertainment isn't just sort of TV and movies and sports, you know. And you can see in the experience itself there, we've got an amazing home for. Um, an amazing home for music, love that section, and fitness. Yeah, and we've got amazing partners that are on the platform, so you'll see more of that. Yeah, more, more, more of that for sure. So more, more partners, more exciting things that allows us to expand those those verticals that which are entertainment, right? Another thing you see on there, obviously, is we've got loads of great games, hundreds of thousands of people, unique people every week, engage with those games on on on, on SkyQ and SkyGlass. Um, and they are awesome. They're great fun. So that is again all about like you know letting people spend time on things they love uh, within our products because um, that's what they want. So ex- again, extending in that uh, in that space as well is going to be is going to be really important. So just kind of leaning into more more of your more of the stuff you love in one place. That's like a sounds like a basic thing, but it's really really important for people. Um, and then really how do we like enhance the features that we've already got on the platform so people can find those entertainment experiences faster uh, and easier. 
Um, cloud gaming services, are they something you're looking at? Everybody is looking at that. I love a better <laughs> game. Right, both your main services now offer a lot of 4K HDR content, yes. uh, including the F1, which started this yeah. season. Um, are there plans to introduce more HDR content in the future? Oh, yeah. And totally. other sports? Oh, yeah, hello. yeah, totally. Yes, yes, and yes. I love it, mate. I'm all <laughs> in. So I'm like, the, like I said, I've got a, a sort of rich history and like that. And I think that, um, you know, you can't forget that, like, the, you know, people want a people want a premium experience and premium experience is that it's the best possible resolution the best possible um sort of color and contrast ratio and the best possible sound that's what so that's what we're aiming for um and we are we like the we, the, the the amazing thing at working at sky is that um we like we have the experience glass to glass so we have like the production all the way through now um to the literally the piece of glass that's on 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 people's homes so we're we're looking at new ways to do um, better um, content, as in more engagement, or, or more engaged sort of content and features, as well as better quality. So definitely better quality, definitely more sports coming, definitely. Um, Sky Q itself is now seven years old, but even the original hardware continues to receive updates. Um, will there be a time when the internal hardware can't match your ambitions? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's some question, big man. Like, uh, so I suppose, suppose the real question here is like, how limited are, are our ambitions? But no, like, so SkyKey is awesome. Like, it's it's still a fantastic product, and I think uh, we're we're continuing to improve it. Um, our real focus is, you know, making like the real focus for us on all of our products. But you know, definitely SkyQ is just making it easy, the easy part, and um, we've got all of our great content on there we've got all the best apps on there for for you know that really the question is like what 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 content don't we have on on SkyQ and SkyGlass so SkyQ will will continue update it um whether or not that the our ambitions outpace that or otherwise <laughs> hope so. you'd hope that the ambitions outpace all of our things um but definitely like that we'll continue to update it and bring new sort of experiences whether that's apps uh, whether that's like how we sort of organise the user interface to make get, to get people in content faster and all that jazz. So, you know, it's it's a it's a product that people love and and we and like most importantly we love it too. So we want to keep investing in it. I think I was also sort of hinting at uh, will there ever be a generational update to SkyQ, like the same the same thing but slightly beefier hardware to be able to cope with the new streaming services or new. Yeah, I think if you look, we're, our focus now is going to be definitely on sort of IP delivery being at the core of our, you know, entertainment products for sure. Um, so that that's where we're headed. And actually, if you look at Glass and Stream, um, they've got all the things that SkyQ has and more, you know. So we have cloud recordings and the ability to like add content from all your different favourite apps like recordings as well through through playlists. So... I think that we'll be really, we're really, really focusing on that, and then really, really leaning in and helping those products become uh, as good as we know they can be. Has Sky Glass actually um, given you any ideas that you might not have had originally for Sky Q updates? Oh yeah, totally. Like you kind of, we we look at we 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 talk to customers a lot, but also, also we kind of understand sort of fairly surgically like what works and what doesn't when you're laying things out, you know. Um, and you're always surprised at the at the the degree to how 
important the statement is, less is more is important. <laughs> so, like, you know, some, like for example, sometimes you don't need a big, massive piece of hero art about, uh, let's just say, uh, Batman, right? You don't need you don't need any words or blurb to tell you what Batman's about. Batman's Batman, right? So the best thing you can do is get the most cinematic image possible right there. Use as much of the screen as you can. Really make it like a proper sort of immersive experience, and people will love that more. Yeah, you don't need a little picture of Batman and then like you know five thousand words about what Batman. Is. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's no use. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely like um, how we see people using Q and Glass helps us, you know like high tides raise all ships, right? And that includes SkyGo as well, yeah? So, like that, which is like a fantastic product, by the way. Super love that product. And um, so, yeah, like, oh yeah, totally. All, all, all engagement from all customers and ideas help everything. Um, and my final question is, uh, do you ever, do you think there will ever be a SkyQ Mini 4K box? Our, right now we've got Stream that does 4K. Yeah. You know, that's, so that's really the, that's kind of the, that's definitely the focus. Um, we we always want to do the best of everything and do all the things that we want to do, but sometimes you can't. Yeah, so it's definitely we've definitely got a version and we've been looking at that. But like our focus definitely of late and in the future is going to be really on um, glass and stream. You know, so that's the that's definitely the the main focus at the moment. Garmin is back in the fitness tracker business, announcing the arrival of the long-awaited Vivo Smart 5. A follow-up to the Vivo Smart 4 that debuted back in 2018, hey, doesn't time fly when you're having fun, the company's latest band is relatively light on upgrades, so can it hold its own in what's already a crowded market? Pocalint's Connor Allison has been exercising with the new fitness tracker and is here to give us his verdict. So, Connor, is it any good? <laughs> well, I think it is good in the way that Garmin generally does everything quite well. Um, as you say, it's it's a bit of a funny one in the sense that it's been a very long time. You know, usually Garmin and really everyone is kind of updating these trackers if it's watches. Really, every every year, every two years. So to have four years is a big gap. But mm. it is good that you know the the upgrades, as you mentioned, relatively minor. The the display is much more responsive than we've kind of had in a Garmin fitness tracker before. Um, and presumably, but, the technology has moved on quite a lot in 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 that time in four years. And so, does that is that noticeable? I think I wouldn't say it's it's the kind of improvements you would expect from from such a big gap. Um, you know, you look at the you know Fitbit, uh, Garmin's main rival Fitbit. I mean, they you know, have OLED display in the Charge Five. You know, it's it's not something that Garmin. I don't think couldn't have brought out two years ago. I don't think it's not a huge leap and one that is massively exciting. But at the same time, it is also good that Garmin has produced something. You know, it's it's one of those areas that is you know tends to be great for people who are just starting in fitness. You know, you're just starting with tracking, and I think to have an option at that kind of lower end of the the ecosystem is is really helpful for people. And I think it does have a lot of good features that people who would be interested in Garmin, you know, would like, but it's, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one in the sense that where it's placed in comparison to things like Fitbit or, you know, the fitness tracker market, you have a lot of cheaper options now that do have kind of some of these premium features as well. So it's, um, it's kind of in the middle really. And you talked about some of those great features. What's, what's been your favorite? I think Garmin, I mean, being in the Garmin ecosystem is always great. You have things like body battery, which is kind of 
a nice round figure of kind of how, how your energy is doing that day. Um, you know, you still get sleep tracking, uh, sleep scores, all these things. You know, you're getting quite premium features like um, pulse ox, which is obviously, you know, blood oxygenation. I think mm. in a fitness tracker, they're not things that we were seeing, you know, five years ago. So it has moved on, but I think it's, it's relatively slow progress. And as I say, we're seeing, you know, 30, 40 pound trackers from the likes of Xiaomi now you know, really, they've probably, they've really undercut that market. So I think it's, you know, for £130 for $149, it's, it is a lot, but also I think a lot of the time it is getting into that ecosystem. The same with Fitbit, it's very intuitive. And I think if you've been a fan of Garmin watches, but you want something a bit more stripped back, um, you know, it is helpful to get in on the ground floor, as it were. And you talk about a crowded market there. Obviously, you know, there probably is a, as I alluded to at the beginning, the, the nearest sort of suggestion of this would be the Fitbit Charge 5, wouldn't it? How, how did you feel it compared against that? I think it's, I don't think it's as strong as the, the Charge 5. And I think the main reason for that really is the lack of GPS. And I, I think, you know, when people first start exercising, it's, you know, you want to get out, you want to, you know, track walks, you want to track runs, whatever it may be. And I think having to take your phone is a bit of a burden sometimes. I mean, for some people, it, it may not be a big deal, but I think the fact that Fitbit does include it with probably a, a bit of a nicer screen at the same price, I think that that would be a factor, I think, for a lot of people, you know, looking for that kind of, you know, unburdened tracking, if you like. And I think it's that's a huge factor, I think. And then, you know, battery life, I think, is, is roughly about the same as the, the Charge 5, but I think... From an aesthetic point of view, it's you know the, the Charge Five is slightly cleaner. The nice thing with the the Vivo Smart Five is that there has been some tweaks. It's you know it's very light. You can now pop out the kind of tracker into different bands. I think that's that's much friendlier than what we've seen in the past, where it's been more of a unibody design. Um, but I do think at this price, it is still it's it's slightly tough when you compare it to the Charge Five. I think. And so, is that? Do you think that's something that you should then sort of overlook this, or is there still merits in getting this device compared to the competition? I still think there's merit always with Garmin, just because the app is so you know it's so good. I mean, for for as friendly as Fitbit is, it does lean on the you know very beginnery side. I think with Garmin, you know, features like body battery, as I say, features features like. Um, you know, pull socks, you sleep tracking is good. You get all these things to fit. But I think the, the nice thing about going is you've got that, you can go through the gears. You might have this, you know, device for a couple of years and then you can still stay within, you know, in the same app, you, you know, and, and just move on to say, um, you know, a running watch or a golf watch, whatever it is. And I think having this at the ground floor, really, as I say, really helps people move through that and kind of grow with an ecosystem, which I think is important in, in fitness tracking. Well, that's it for this week's show. Until next time, thanks for listening. Pip, pip. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.